coming and i apologize <laughs> gotta switch it up every day every week we get on here and be like hey i mean i don't get I'm on coming here and be like hey whatever something i'm different. glad i'm glad to be here i rolled out of my sick bed my sick couch to be here with you all today they don't care they do care. I bet you they don't. They do care. Don't send, you talk about our, our listeners like send that. Send us an email if you care. Yes. <laughs> do you care that I rolled out of my sick bed to record for you guys? Like send you us an email, wherethewebs1 at gmail.com. You probably could have skipped a week. You know what? I'm I'm here now. It counts. It We're matters. glad you're here. Glad you are here. It matters. Yes. There's... There's both of us. We gotta be here together, or there is no show. It's us. We are the show. It is called Where Are the Webs. If you didn't know, it's called Where Are the Webs. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Where Are the Webs podcast, aka Keeping Up with the Webs, aka the Webs Worldwide, Worldwide Webs, aka your favorite auntie and uncle, aka King Queen of Three Day Weekend, the International Webs. Woo! Yes. yes. We are here. We are here. We are happy to be here. Yes, it's Sunday, so you know what time it is. We're about to put this podcast work in. I'm bad. And so, we always, for those of you who know, for those of you who are new, we always start off with our gratitude with attitude. Anybody who, any new listeners, this is how you got to kick it off every time. So we got to be thankful for the people who've been here, thankful for the Thankful for the new people. Thankful for anybody who likes, subscribed, whatever you do, we appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for being here. Always. And if you don't know where else you can find us other than our beautiful podcast, you can find us on the Facebook at Where Are the Webs? Spell it out like a sentence. Where are the Webs? On Facebook. On Instagram, we are Where are the Webs. No special, no special, uh, I ran, I messed myself up. <laughs> <laughs> no special characters. Yes. No spaces. On Instagram, just put it all, all together. together. Where, where are, are the, the webs? webs? I'm getting it together, y'all. Um, where are the webs on Instagram? You can follow our individual pages on the Instagram. I am at Psyching Out Loud. That's P S Y C H I N G Out Loud. I'm also at Mindful Living Counseling LLC mm. on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm also at Phenomenal Yoga, P H E N O M E N A L Yoga on Instagram. You can see me doing yoga things. If you look this week, I was featured on the EDS page, the Episcopal Day School page. Oh, I missed that. Yes, there was a picture of me with the little threes. That's what they call them, the little threes. And we were laying on the floor. And maybe that's where I got the flu. Who knows? But. Quite possible. That's where you can find me. And you can be found where? I am, again, Mr. Marcus Webb on everything. Marcus Webb on Facebook. Marcus Webb 1984 on the Instagram 
Uh, I am also behind the Shells and Drums Instagram page. Woo! Don't forget, Shells and Drums. She likes tacos. I like wings. Shells and Drums. Um, more to come from Shells and Drums. Uh, on Snapchat, I am Marcus Webb 84 Put it all together. Then just 84 So, you know, hit me up, follow, like, subscribe. Continue to do all those things. And also, if you want to send us some feedback... Give us some recommendations. You have some input. Yes. Don't forget the email address. It is wherearethewebs1 at gmail.com. Email been a little dry lately. Hit us up. We also, man, like I'm reaching out this week for a different type of feedback. Don't just, I mean, tell us what you think. But like, what can we do different? Help us. Help us help you. Help us be the best. Where are the webs that we could possibly be? Give us some honest feedback this week. Speaking of which... I have a little bit of feedback I received is giving some behind the scenes looks. So giving folks a little bit about how we approach our topics um, and how we do the show format. This is not your uh, PBS hour, you know, your your news. Like we have not done the deep dives and the research on things. Um, if you send us something to listen to we listen to it we watch it whatever and then we give we give our thoughts whatever comes up in the news we give our thoughts right right um and there are some times when we get on here and we just riff we go off the top here's the general topic bow 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 what are your thoughts right especially mr webb yes i mean if i <laughs> listen now if i if i hit you with a fact you better believe it's a real fact because it's probably something I just knew off the top of my head. But a lot of times I just like to get on here. I want it to be a conversation and not just like, uh, I, I don't say this is like news. This ain't inf like I ain't <laughs> trying to be that informative. You know what I'm saying? No, it's supposed to be a conversation and we hope we would like for all y'all to join in on the conversation. If you can't be here in person, that's why we ask for the feedback and the emails and all those things. So we wanted to be a conversation. But at any rate, it's it's genuinely us, I think. I think it's genuinely us representing who we are and how we are, like what we right. think about things. Um, and as I said on here before, the way I think is always evolving. And I think that's true for both of us mm -hmm. is because with our times, we're exposed to a lot more information and a lot of different perspectives and so that's why we welcome your perspectives as well. Um, because in here, it's just the two of us. And sometimes we really agree on stuff. And then sometimes we don't see eye to eye. But it's always nice to get another person's point of view. Especially if you are more knowledgeable on a particular topic or subject matter than we are. And we would love to have you on the show as a guest. So, opening that door as well. Sure. Um, but it's really just, I mean, we, we put our heads together sometimes like, what do we want to talk about this week? It's not, it's not overly complicated, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, and this has been lately, Mr. Webb has been like, well, don't give me all of your talking points. Cause I like to bullet line, like I line item mm -hmm. my stuff. And he's like, don't give it to me until I get on the air. So that way it's a real time reaction. It's a right. real response. So if you're wondering like how we play off of each other and how this goes. That's that's kind of it. Yes, behind the scenes. So to, I say that to say, 
I have one correction that has been like two weeks and at least two weeks. It's been on my mind and I forgot to say it. A couple weeks ago, I made a brief mention of the Midori method when I was talking about the Netflix show. I think it's tidying up is the Netflix show. I am so sorry. Her name is Marie Kondo. Okay. When I said Midori, I was trying to reference Marie Kondo. You were being racist. It was. I feel (laughs) racist that I mixed those two women up because Marie Kondo is doing... um, Tidying up, straightening up, like decluttering your life, organization kind of things. Mm-hmm. And the Midori method is all about uh, sex education and silk rope tie-up bondage things. So, uh, sorry. Two, two completely different <laughs> things. They couldn't be more different than e- from each other if they tried. <laughs> I don't know. Tidying up, tying up, maybe somewhere... No, 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 not gonna fly. Nah, okay, so I, I, work. I apologize. That was my mix up that I, I correct myself. Okay, all my facts are true. I, Google it. Well, I've never told you anything wrong on this podcast, never had to correct anything. Okay, because other okay, we, okay. we gotta okay, okay, all right, okay, yeah. you okay. <laughs> We just specify what we're talking about facts over talking about opinions, yes? I said facts. Okay. Um, also, this is the last time we're gonna talk about this Justice Mullet thing. All right. We're gonna bring it on home one final time. Because so much has happened. This whole thing has unraveled greatly in the last couple of weeks. So this is gonna be the last mention on this show. Okay. Okay. I won't we won't talk about juicy Why smollett not? see that diminishes anymore. the argument it's no the, the it discussion anything involving him until i am proven uh, look at this point at this point because there's footage of these men um buying items to carry out this assault there's more evidence than not that he staged this he had it set up i am concerned about his mental health Yo, after going that's, back and looking at that interview with Robin Roberts. That's really real. For that performance. I'm concerned. Yeah, you might be a little. Yeah, his mental health is definitely in question. I'm very concerned about, is he okay? And, you know, The Daily Show was all over this. My gosh, they had so much coverage about this thing. Um, but it, it doesn't, like someone sent me... Some, some talking points about this this week and they were like it doesn't set back like any movement or any progr- it doesn't no. do that it really reflects badly on him as an individual we can judge him individually yes so let's not group everybody all together and lump groups of people together but it is unfortunate for you know the LGBTQ community to have someone who is publicly like out and then do something like this. I don't really know if it does. I think they'll be fine. I mean, I, I'm sure they'll be fine. <clears throat> but I mean, it's upsetting. Regardless, it's up. It's disappointing. And again, it just makes me wonder what his state of mind was. And they're saying like, oh, this was all about him trying to 
<laughs> Excuse me. He was dissatisfied with his salary? Yeah. That, that was one of the rumors. Rumors, of, alleged, you know, we're not saying bro, facts. Come on, man. But it was because he he wasn't getting enough money or he wasn't being taken seriously because um, we still don't know if that letter was real or not. So it, it just... Man, it, I just... I think this was just like a bad hoax. Like he just did a poor job of creating this. But I hopefully this doesn't. What I hope it does not do. Don't use this to discredit other victims in the future. Yeah. Look at everything on a case by case basis. But what I do hope that this does is cause you to question things. And this, I like I said, he just did a poor job of creating his. But there's other things that you are led to believe to be true that are probably not. So you should question everything that's what i hope this gets people to do question everything don't just take anything at face value question everything you are told question everything you believe to be true okay i think i can go for that better i think what some of our listeners were getting was like a feel of victim blaming and side-eyeing someone from makes allegation yeah no i just hate i just think he's stupid like, I ain't got nothing against <laughs> nobody else but Juicy Smollett. That's, Why? that's a stupid. He's stupid as hell. But seriously, again, and as <clears throat> more and more stuff comes out, they may talk about his mental health. He may come out as having struggled with some kind of issue, some diagnosis. I don't know. Maybe he's under extreme duress and stress. I have no idea. But that is my, my question now. I mean. Is he okay personally? He better come with something. Mental health, drug habit, something. Other than just, I was trying to get a bigger salary. Nah, that don't stand. But even for him to think this was the way to do that. You see what I'm saying? There's something. I mean, people get delusional, especially like, right. I feel like famous people, a lot of times, you're so disconnected from reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you think something like this is possible. Like, you've been living, maybe on the actual TV show of Empire, you could have got away with this. But in real life, Jamal, or which one is he? I don't, I don't know. know. What's the character's name? I don't either. Juicy, you can't get away with this in real life. And I know some people were like, can you really trust the Chicago PD? And I, the Chicago PD definitely has a, a terrible track record of misleading and, you know, lying. But... I don't think this is what that is, what this is. This Already. is an individual mm-hmm. who acted individually, and, <laughs> individually, and just did a poor job of trying to stage an attack. I already want to clarify something I said <clears throat> earlier about this reflecting on the LGBTQ community. I think it's what I was trying to say was that there were people who got invested emotionally because you were and so quick to obs- react instead of asking questions. But at at the same time. It again, it wasn't out of question to say that a member of that community would be attacked. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you better listen to the damn details. So you just so happy to jump out and react because you fucking, you know, somehow identify with this person who who is on a TV show. But at the same so time, what? but at the same time, there were so many people who now this has come out and they're like, aha, aha. I who t- said that? There are people who are like that. I ain't seen nobody say that. Who was like, aha, uh-huh, I told you, I knew this was BS, blah, blah, blah. Well, his story, yes. yes. But ain't nobody doing that for all 
you know, no. right? But well, his story, know. his story was stupid from the beginning. How many times? Like I've been saying it for the last three weeks. It was stupid from the beginning. If your story's stupid, we should be able to be like, nah, bro, that don't sound right. You got, you should, be, you should have the right. That ain't like victim blaming. It just don't sound. I, uh, there's holes in your story. Like we just gotta be able to be logical and be like, no, that don't make sense. Like, no, that don't make sense. Take each story individually. And like sometimes, if it if I'm if it's smacking you in the face that it ain't real, like just be able to say this don't make sense. There are, and I, and this is where. Bruh. Okay, tell me what part of this story, <laughs> please, bef- so we can move on and talk about some other topics. <laughs> tell me what part of his story made sense to you. Yes, it's is it out of the realm of possibility that he was attacked? Yes, but when you start adding details and context, tell me what part of it made Listen, sense. When it first came out, when it first broke, it was he was attacked by two men. This whole you know, with racial and gay slurs, right? Okay. And that he had been threatened ahead of time. And that was plausible that was plausible that this could have happened it was plausible so me let me give you let me, maybe this will help people understand where I come from or where or like my perspective so you tell me like I think you were the first like I've seen it maybe on social media I think you may have told me you were the first person that maybe told me about the letter so it's not out of the realm of possibility that people send threatening letters but when I saw the picture of the letter with like they looked like a five year old made it with the cutouts, and they just happened to send it to the Chicago station, like out of all places, right? I'm gonna send it to Chicago. You just happened to be in Chicago a I, day or two later. Okay. Right. I don't know how far in advance, but okay. It it was sent like a couple days before. Mm-hmm. The letter was sent a couple days before. You just happened to be in Chicago. Now you know you already know this letter. Somehow he already knows this letter was sent, right? Am I right? And now y'all tell me if I'm wrong. He knew the letter had been sent before he arrived in Chicago. So there's a letter threatening you sent to the station in Chicago where you just gonna happen to be a couple days later and you know if there's people out here threatening you, you choose to go out at two thirty in the morning by yourself to go to a subway. In this day and time where there is Uber Eats, DoorDash, name them, you can get you are you can get food directly to your hotel door. I my poor ass has been able to do, like I people walk up to, will walk up flights of stairs or take an elevator to your hotel room door and give you and bring deliver food. Juicy Smollett who making sixty thousand a week. I know you can afford it, and I know you ain't going out to get no Subway sandwich at 2.30 in the morning. At first, I was like, hold on. Before I even thought the story was false, completely false and made up, I thought maybe he just didn't want to tell the full details. Maybe it was like, a, you know, a relationship issue. Maybe y'all got into a fight, and then you just didn't want, you know, the other person maybe you had a relationship with, and you didn't want them to face any charges. That was my first instinct. But then when you said, like, it's a MAGA supporter, and you in Chicago, you in Chicago, Illinois, home of Barack Obama, 
in this MAGA country. You don't think it's some MAGA, MAGA country in Chicago? But they out on the street at two thirty in the morning looking for your stupid ass. Stranger things have happened. And they put a rope around your neck and and sprinkle bleach on you. Hey, this is the story. You, you went know, you went to the hospital or wherever you were, and you made your first call was to lead. You know you you taking screenshots with Lee Daniel. I said I thought the screenshot was weird. Like why would somebody take screenshots at a time like this? Unless it was for the purposes of putting the story out to the press. But now you went can... to a club and called yourself the Gay Tupac. But neither here nor there. That's after the fact. That was after the fact. That was far after the fact. Neither here nor there. I I wish him well. I wish him well in his his health, his mental health, and whatever is going on. And we go we're gonna bring that to a close. Get your shit together. Email us at wherethewebs1, gmail.com, wherethewebs1 at gmail.com with your thoughts. Blue face, baby. What are we, what are we doing? Yeah, I No. Bust down, Dr. No. But. Yeah, I want to see you bust down. This is what we're doing? I was about to make a Juice, juice Smollett in prison joke, do but I'm do not going to do that. <laughs> no. No. We're moving on. All right. Where do you want to go? Topics, topics. It's been a crazy ass week. Um. Friday felt... I don't know if Friday was a full moon. Is Mercury in retrograde again? I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> what happened? I'm just saying, it's been a lot of strange shit. We just talked about the whole Jesse Smollett situation. Friday, I'm at work, and I'm seeing, like, okay, R. Kelly got indicted. Woo! Finally. Shit. Okay. Cool. Happy. About time. And well, you know what? I don't know if anybody else caught it, but like at some point Friday when he like hit, they were like waiting for him to leave the studio or something. Like he was, <coughs> he wasn't coming out. But if eventually they got his stupid ass. Uh, so R. Kelly going to jail. Yes. Then, well, I don't know if it was before, the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft. Yes. Was arrested for soliciting prostitution. Yeah. You rich, stupid motherfucker. <laughs> you so... Uh, I was like, how? How? You a billionaire. <laughs> there are services I know that are available to you. Were you on the street? You like... Were you at, like... you Were you doing the hookers at the point style? He was riding around in the were room. <laughs> rolling the windows down. Like, how much... <laughs> Like you, all you had to do was spend a little bit more money. You had trying to get the forty dollar one, <laughs> bro. What is going on in the look, world? Hey, if you're gonna support sex work, okay, go to you can. There are legit venues where you don't have to worry about women who are being exploited, abused, or human traffic. Bro, you can fly to where it's legal. Yeah, you can easily. You go to Vegas, and that ain't easily. even that far. You ain't even got to go that I don't know the full details of that story yet, but the fact that they had enough to arrest you? <laughs> what are you doing? Man, Again, but no shame if you want to use if that's your thing. some services 
But let's not endorse, you know, women who are possibly out here being pimped. You getting the streetwalker? I'm just saying. Uh, support your local sex worker. You hit the track? Legally. You was <laughs> on the stroll? What's up? Oh, what was, stroll. What were you? Did you pull up Bank in your car? <laughs> what? And back, so, it's a lot of things we could talk about. Back to the Arkell thing. I hope they put him in in there beside his brother. They should share, share a And make sure you keep his brother in there. Forever. <laughs> He's just as bad. Yeah. Um. So, where where do we want to go? Want to go here? What? Do you, you know about bring, this? No, you tell. Okay. I don't know about that topic. So, Mr. Webb doesn't know about this topic. So, this is new to him. Um, the New York Commission on Human Rights passed um uh, an anti hair discrimination law. Or is it hair discrimination law? Anti hair discrimination law. Anyway. This law states specifically that employers cannot discriminate against employees having certain hairstyles, i.e. bantu, knots, afros, locks, twists, so on and so forth. What would be designated as natural hairstyles? What about white people with uh, locks? So, do they fall into this too? It just said these particular hairstyles. Okay. So why why is this a big deal? One, because you hear these stories come out, and not even like that long ago, <coughs> still to this day, to this day, there are often men and women who are discriminated against for wearing natural hair. Children as well, like in schools. Yeah, like you saw the little kid. He wasn't a little kid. He was like 17, 18. That wrestler. Yeah, they they made cut his hair in the they middle cut of the his, mat. Yeah, yeah, they cut his hair in the middle of a gym, which is like gut-wrenching to see that happen. But this... He ain't had no, he where had were your no, parents? Like, where was anybody? Where was looked, anyone? Were you adopted by a white... No, nah, because there ain't no black parents allowed that. No. No. I'm not... I'm not even going to... Alright, look it up. Google it. Anyhow, the point is that people are frequently discriminated against because of their hairstyles. So New York is setting this precedent and hopefully other states will follow suit and say that you can't do this because it is a form of discrimination. It is. Being told your hair and your hairstyle is not professional is a form of discrimination. Like, just because you're wearing it in its natural state. You don't even have to do anything to it for it to be an afro, mm. really. Um, just not cut it. Right. Locks, twists, it, I mean, it just kind of is. You're just twist, twisting and braiding your hair up. I mean, it takes some effort now if you want it to does. look good. Yes. But, let's be honest, there are circumstances in which people are being told, people of color are being told, you can't wear that style or... Uh, you know, here we, this is the professional image or however it gets framed that you're not looking professional in the workplace. You dealt with this? Have I dealt with this? No, because yeah. I had the same haircut since I was like, well, my you, entire life. Well, you have a beard. But, okay, I will say there may be some stigma, but I think as far as like the beard goes, it's it's 
less and less. Um, not especially not like in the workplace. Maybe you got some ignorant motherfucker in the grocery store, like because you everybody with a beard ain't any brown person with a beard. They may think it's like Islamic or something, but. I don't really have to deal with any of that. At the moment I grew out my beard, it was like nobody really said anything. Um, there in just in my part, my workspace, there's black and white people, you know, gentlemen with beards. So, I mean, we both kind of, you know, we all kind of get it. And then, you know, I know I tend to like keep mine nice and neat and groomed. Now, here's the thing. I, l- let me say. One of my fears as a podcaster is that I'm eventually get tired of talking about certain shit. And this might be like one of those things on the list. Like not just this specific topic, but like just discrimination based on whatever. But the fact that you have to pass like a law to not discriminate against somebody hair at this point, it's just, it's depressing and sad <laughs> to me. But like at this point, like, Natural hair has been around for a couple of years now. I mean, it should be more acceptable. Like we it's should been around forever, right? I mean, <laughs> but like at popular, yes, because we all went through. You know, in past it was popular to have the process, but we've rediscovered, you know, our natural hair and natural styles. So the fact that you, I just don't feel like do we. I feel like even have is... to pass a law. I mean, it's a step. It's progressive, yeah. but it should just be accepted now. As long as the person, you know what they should pass. You know what we should discriminate against? Body odor. I feel like <laughs> body odor, right? As long as I come to work clean and I smell decent, I just a lot of y'all come in. And you maybe your hair ain't the problem, but maybe you smell. Like let's discriminate against that. <laughs> I feel like there should be an ordinance that if you smell bad. Or you smell like cat pee, oh. dog. You know uh. what I'm saying? If you that person that smell like mildew, I don't know why you can't get your clothes dried properly. <laughs> but that's what we should be discriminating against. Let's if your feet stink, if I can smell your shoes, that's what we should discriminate against. And I'm saying all these things because I experienced them in the workplace. You do. You have you work with new and, and incoming people. Yes. New hires. A lot of t- well, it's it's some people who've been there for a while. <laughs> if you want to talk about somebody's hair, maybe some of y'all need to wash your hair. Looking all greasy and slick, and it ain't on purpose. But is that bothering anybody? Yeah, because you share smell? a workspace. If I gotta sit in a cubicle beside you, that disrupts me more than that person with the locks. <laughs> if I if you ask me a question and I gotta walk over to your desk to uh, assist you. And I'm holding my breath the whole time. Well, I'm okay, okay. But I'm look, sorry. Hold on. Look, if <laughs> I got off such, <laughs> you did. But if there if there are people who who have bo or problems with the smells in their clothes, that may speak to a. I mean, obviously, it speaks to a bigger issue. But a lot of people could, who stink don't know they stink. That is that is not even where I was going with that. I'm just saying that's just what I wanted to say. I don't. I wish y'all could see my face. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm really stumped, and I just, I just stare off because I like, I don't even know what to say. But wait a minute, I was going to say it could be a poverty issue. If this person is getting a job and they haven't worked in some time, or 
Maybe they just, I mean, you never so know people's I'm not situations. I'm not even necessarily talking about the people who I interact with that are just, just starting. There are people who've been here for years, so I know how much you make. And you just spend it on other stuff. Like, a, like one of the biggest problems, especially, like, I'm not calling any specific people out, but a lot. I work with a lot of probably what you would describe as nerds, right? They probably play video games all night and skip showers. I know people. I know people who do that. Not not just started. You got money. And you just choose to not wash. Or there, you know, you got the people who believe they don't. I only maybe I only need to do it once a week. Aren't there people? Aren't there ways of addressing this in the workplace though? Because people are sensitive. You can't even tell people they stink now. Like I would be in trouble. Like I mean, you can't walk up to somebody and just be like, "You stink." Go get your life. I, I pull you to the side and be like, "Hey, man, come here. Let me holler at you now. I'm, I'll just be straight with you. <laughs> I can smell you." Is that what you would do? Is that I'm, what you do? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Every couple of months, I have to have a hygiene conversation with with somebody. Sometimes I'll address a, a the entire group so nobody feels pointed out. But if you still don't get the message, I gotta pull you to the side. And be like, "Hey, look, it, it ain't it ain't good." It's not <laughs> your face right now. That's what. That's how you have to look. Listen, your I don't face. know what it is. Your feet, your ass. I don't know. Okay. Oh, I don't know where it's coming from, but it ain't good. So, so I anyway, figure out a way so to this, address this it. hair discrimination. <laughs> um, I'm glad it's. Yes, I agree. It's upsetting that it had to happen, but it's a win. That yes. people can't be passive aggressive or just right discriminatory, you, like stealthily discriminatory at work and use, you know, clouded language and stuff like that, like coded language to get around saying you need to do something more acceptable with your hair, which is funny to me because you see regularly now blue hair, gray hair, purple wow. hair, the gray, the white hair. You see all of that stuff, like, it's no big deal. That's why I said, like, in my... Now, I'm just talking about my my personal work environment. I see all different colors of hair. I see the tattoos, the piercings. Yeah. All that's acceptable now. Like, you don't have to do the thing where you put makeup on your tattoos. Right. You can have them on your neck, face, whatever. It, your like hands. Yeah, hands. If you're able to do the job at this point, now, I don't know about... I think where it really comes into is, like, as you want to like move up and you want to like grow in a company now like they may keep you as one of them lower level positions and but can i see you as an executive with different color hair tattoos on your face piercings in your face i don't know so i don't know if we got to that point yet but just like the regular level like the yeah i see everything i mean that makes me think of that gatekeeper thing you know the times they are changing they ain't changed that much, though. It's still, like, as the further you move up, there's a certain, like, you got to be able to fit in the club, almost. Like, if you if I can't see you as part of the club, it's hard for me to offer you that spot. But the members in the club are changing. In and some, the, and in the some senior areas. members of the club are dying. <clears throat> some. And it, retiring some. and going away. Some, but they pass along that mentality yeah. to the ones that come I'll, I'll agree. after them. I'll agree to some extent, but that's what I'm saying. That's why like, people talk about, you know, the newer generations and BSLPC, blah, blah, blah. But you see 
the culture of things is changing. That includes the workforce, I think. You know, you were talking about making your own table and making your own lane. True. So a lot more people are saying, I don't need to conform to your standards. I can make this the standard. I can make this the norm. Absolutely true. And But what we're talking about, what I was talking about more is people who still trying to get that seat at the other people's table. Because that's still some people's goals and aspiration. Everybody ain't trying to build a table. It's hard work to go build your own table. There's still a lot of other people who want to see get that seat at the other table and I don't know yet you ain't you have yet to see like a fortune 500 CEO with the tattoos the colored hair piercings I don't know you go look at the list of like Forbes 500 and they look very similar I'll say wait I'll just say wait time time takes care of everything but look I know some of you guys a lot of you work in corporate America somewhere or another or work in HR, business-related kind of, kind of things. So what do you think about this? What do you think about this um, anti-hair discrimination law? You think it's a long time coming, more people need to go ahead and jump on this. What do you think about tattoos and piercing in the workplace? B.O. in the workplace. With your stinking ass. We, so, so ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a discrimination I can get behind right there. Let's, <laughs> let's discriminate against stinky people. Cause I feel like it's a choice. Sometimes. I'm not talking about. Listen, if it's a poverty issue, I completely understand. Cause there are people who have everyday regular jobs and who still struggle. I get that, but like, it's after you come up a little bit, you done had a couple checks. Now, I don't know, you don't know what to do. Age. Okay, whatever. Like, so know. I was stinky for a while, trying to figure out my my deodorant situation. That's I a completely. Stinky. If your whole body stinks, like I'm I talking about, like my your whole body stinks. I'm not talking about your <laughs> natural deodorant journey. The <laughs> fact that you can afford to go on a natural deodorant journey means you should at least have something else. Do you have lotion? Did you wash? Not that I'm talking about. Yes. You know what? Right. You, maybe you don't know what people smell like when they don't actually wash. I don't know. Man. I I have I know people who don't wash. Yes. But anyway, natural hair. Have you been discriminated against? Email us. Tell us what you think. Or should... I mean, do you even feel like we shouldn't even have to make this a policy now? You know, and it's good that you asked that question of have have any of our listeners been discriminated against because I can't say that I have. But then again, my hair my hair has fallen into the... <laughs> I don't, I don't an, want to don't say even it. Say I don't it, even want to say it. That's another debate that's, I'd never want to have to have ever again. You know, we're going to have to talk about it one day <clears> on the show. It's going to come up. But you already, if you do not know what we are referring to, um, because I am of mixed ethnicity, I have been put into the quote unquote good hair category as I detest that phrase as well as bad hair. I don't, I don't care. I don't like any of that. But it's a fact, it's a fact of our society. It's, something we we've been labeled and accepted for far too long um (coughs) but because of that my hair has never really fallen into an unacceptable category now i have been told by some people i like your hair better when it was straight or something like that or i don't like it when like whenever i wash my hair my curls are all out it's like oh i like your hair better pulled back or something like that i've heard that 
Man, you should tell them I don't care what you think. That's what you should say. <laughs> anyway, man, that's the anti-hair discrimination. What else are we talking about this week? <clears throat> um. So, do we want to do the cup? Just or we want to go over here? Pick one. Want to do our couple questions? Couple questions. So, I'm already thinking, like, what's the title of this episode going to be? <laughs> Rue. I don't know. I always like call it. I always wanted to call it like jambalaya or something like that. Or something with a rue. I don't know what it, what it is. She crazy. Beer pop mix. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, if you don't remember, yeah. Um, we have a little cup that we put a bunch of random questions into, and the questions, um, Mister Webb wrote some. I wrote some. And at this point, we really don't remember what we wrote and put in the cup. Nope. But we wrote them and put them in the cup. So, random question time. We'll see. You want to go first? You just pull one out. I know, but I didn't open it. Read the question, man. All right, I'll pull a different way. All right. Oh, gosh, I can't read my handwriting. Um, What's something people would be surprised to know about your spouse? Uh, surprised to know? Yes. I don't know. Most people would probably be surprised to know that I'm uh that you're not very domestic. I would say that like you don't I feel like we talked about it a lot. Maybe, <laughs> but you don't cook. You don't clean. I Wait mean, a you, minute. You clean. I because I don't want people to think you dirty, but you're not like the the happy homemaker. You're not. You're not out here. Yeah. I don't think they're surprised by that. Uh, I don't know. Surprise. Surprise. I don't know. I feel like we told them that. Oh, come on, Mr. Webb. If they listen, then they know you. Oh, my gosh. So, something I think people would be surprised to know about my spouse <clears throat> is how sensitive he is. Really. <coughs> I'm really not. He is. He is. I really don't think I'm sensitive. It's okay. I oh, if you wrong. mean sensitive, but like being in tune and in touch with, you know, my feelings and the feelings of others. Okay, I'll take that. Cause I really, I, I, I could say that. Like it's not sensitive. Like I cry all the time, but like just being in touch with, like my own feelings and you know being able to pick up on the feelings of others. He's very loving. He's very very loving. So, I would say some people may may not get that from you. Like, get that side of you on the podcast. They may be surprised. So, that's my thought. Question. You pull a question. All right. It's another one of your questions. Oh, what? Can you read it? (laughs) You mean my... Tell a funny or embarrassing childhood memory. To who? Uh, that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a funny or embarrassing childhood memory. Uh, do you have yours? I don't know. <laughs> you go first. <clears throat> embarrassing. I, I funny don't. or embarrassing? Um, I one time 
had an accident at Goodies one time. <laughs> that was a nobody. I, I mean, my family may remember that, but that was that was terrible. Um, <laughs> in a Goodies department store. And I was a little too old to be having accidents. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me. I think, man, like a couple times I thought about this the other day. Like, I think I had a couple times when I was a kid where I had like some type of health condition, but I really <laughs> didn't. Like, I would have an accident. I remember one time I almost passed out in the mall. I don't know if I was dehydrated or like overheated, but I remember one time I almost passed out in the mall. I don't yeah. know. That's a. Weird things happen. Um, what other funny? Did I ever tell a story on here about like how I saw that giant bird and like I was afraid? Man, no. I, I'm telling you, that, like, is... that made me believe in like conspiracy theories and aliens. It was a giant bird. Only two people who saw it were me and my neighbor across the street. That is, bro. <laughs> it was a giant bird. It was. It looked like it could have been a plane. It was. It was super giant bird and we were afraid and our neighbor's dog was out there they had a german shepherd they started running back and forth like we were hug- we were shooting basketball so we just both were hugging the like the basketball goal and wait for this bird to fly over but it was a giant bird nobody else ever saw this i just want to make sure this says funny or embarrassing childhood memory <clears throat> um I used to, as a kid, I used to make videotapes of talk shows. Your fake talk show? I did. And you I did. did porns. I thought you were about to say porn. And I was going to no. say, you a lie. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, not child pornography. No. Um, no. <laughs> so, Mr. Webb actually got to see some of my, my tapes from me as a child he got to see or hear some footage of me and my fake talk shows that I used to do with me and my little tiny dog I had at the time. Um, I may have been 10 or 11. She had a poem called The Talents of Many People. And yes. she did a little interpretive hand sign. <laughs> Picture your uh, your local um, church, what church dance group, like mm-hmm. the, the interpretive dancers. Like those kind of hand gestures to a poem about how talented people are. Everybody has their own little talents and abilities. So I would say those are probably like my most embarrassing, you know, all of that. Pictures of me modeling, freeze frame uh, in a window in a clothing store, doing a robot. Them Olin Mills pictures. Yeah. You know, back when I was a child model and actress. <laughs> Looking my, like the black John Bonet Ramsey in my youth, in those early days. But I used to do talk shows, and I used to write little fake scripts. I always wanted to help people. See, look at that. From the time I was a child. So, want a break here? Sure. We're gonna take a break and then come back and wrap it up with our mental health and motivation for this week. so sexy we are back and we're back um so getting into our random reviews i had a lot of couch time because i got the flu um 
Ain't got nothing better to do but watch Netflix. Nothing else to do. Sit your behind down. So I was watching I'm get I'm putting my foot in the waters of these uh uh not manga, like anime. anime. Some anime stuff. You've been watching anime. Yes. I watched a little bit of Attack on Titan per recommendation of my brother, my oldest brother. Um, and then I I haven't picked up uh, Devil Man Crybaby again yet, but I probably will. Um, and then I watched, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the Kirlian, the Kirlian, Kirlian experiment. Um, I don't think that was Japanese per se, but I think it still fell in the anime category. So I'm watching some of that stuff, but I got time to watch movies, which I feel like I don't get to do ever anymore. Um, and I watched a movie called Mom and Dad starring Nicolas Cage. And I think now when he makes movies, they just tell him to be Nicolas Cage. I don't think they give him much of a script. They just like get out here and just be crazy as hell. Um, and I saw Velvet Buzzsaw. And I want to kind of group these together in a way because they're both classified as like thriller horror sort of, but they present that way on the surface, but then there's more storyline behind that. So mom and dad is essentially like the happening or, um, what was the other one? Um, the one, was it bird box? Bird box was like that too, yeah. right? Yeah, where like all of a sudden something... something happens in the atmosphere and people just start losing it. But in mom and dad, it's parents start attacking and killing their kids. I know how awful that sounds. Stay with me. <coughs> or maybe you were like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> um, but alongside this story unfolding of parents attacking their kids, you're seeing the ungrateful, uh, spiteful, angsty teenagers and adolescents. And you're also seeing um, these two people in their forties who are looking back and thinking this wasn't the life I had planned or I become that person I didn't think I'd become. And when when is it time for me again like the midlife crisis kind of stuff setting in so it's looking at all these sides but also there's just all these crazy scenes of parents killing their kids but there's a standoff where the kids get away and it really is a flash back and forth between the kids feeling remorse and the parents looking at like what have I become like what's happening in my life um so it's pretty interesting. It's it's like an examination of getting older, you know, adulting, parenting, all of that stuff. And then Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw is on Netflix starring Jake Gyllenhaal, I believe. And what I like about it is it's it's a horror movie where these paintings seem to come to life and suck people in kill them like art comes alive um and it's they found this work from this man who died he wanted all his paintings discarded but someone found it and was like oh i can make so much money off of this and exploit it because he's dead like there's no one here to contest it um and it was really getting at hype beasts in a way mm -hmm. in the art world and i like that it it took this 
kind of scathing review and John Malkovich is also in this movie um it took the scathing review and look at how pretentious and false people are and how you could build hype around anything like the fact that this man was dead and he was possibly a serial killer just added more value to his work instead of people being turned away from it um how people would die and some people didn't realize it because they thought it was a part of this edgy masterpiece like just stuff like that like you lose your humanity in seeking the next big thing you know and selling out and all this stuff and I like things that examine that part of our society so mom and dad and Velvet Buzzsaw I do recommend very entertaining thumbs up cool cool I knew you were going to say that. Um, now, to reviews you and I both can talk about, the two ki- was it the two killings of Sam Cooke yep. documentary, also on Netflix. <clears throat> and it's only a little over an hour. Yeah, I not think, long. But it seemed to cram a lot of information in that small period of time. Yeah, it gave you some history, like his background, how he got started his family, the Cook family, and how dad was a preacher and all the kids had to sing, how he became one of the, uh, he joined this very popular gospel group called the Soul Stirrers, and just basically all the way up through his solo career and some of his political stances, and um, all the way up until his death under some very mysterious circumstances. I knew this already because I had read the biography of Sam Cook, so I knew some of these things um <clears throat> I didn't know any of this. I did not know he was murdered. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this so I definitely didn't know the circumstances surrounding the murder either on the surface or on a deeper level. Yeah. So this was interesting to me. Yeah, a lot of people you may know Sam Cook from the song A Change Gonna Come, but he actually has a really great story. And I really if I had to say like one critique of this documentary, it like you said, it's short and it gets it tries to cram a lot in. I wish they would have gave themselves more time and went into more detail. I wish that, I mean, that's just me because I want to like talk about all the messy details. Like they didn't really mention like after he died, how Bobby Walmack like went and married his wife and all that. Or like they, Bobby Walmack and his wife was together. They had Bobby Walmack, uh brother all through the documentary though. You want to be messy, but I'm saying like that. I don't. I don't want it to take away from like his right. political stances and everything. Right. But there was there was a lot more to the man than you know what they kind of put in there. And I don't want. I don't like. I don't like. It's not that I like the mess. I just like people being like diverse. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna show, don't just show one sided. Like. You're thinking I, transparently? People, maybe. Or like rounding out the story? Round out the people. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just, he just wasn't a one-sided person. Like, I don't like selling the hero thing either. It's okay. Your heroes can also have flaws. So Some of your heroes did dope. A lot of my heroes <laughs> did dope. But definitely intriguing, worth a watch for sure. Yeah, I would still watch it. And Jesus and Mero has returned. Yeah, shout out to uh, Jesus Amaro. I can't say I stayed up. I tried to watch the first episode. That's right, you did fall asleep. I fell asleep. Watch. I need to go back and watch That's the first episode. But I'm just happy that they're on TV. You're? Not, not that they're in any way like our peers or equal to us, but it's like 
we saw them in the beginning. Right. Those are people we saw from the start. Like, I remember watching that old complex start show. Start from the bottom. Start uh, seeing them on Twitter. And now they have a show on Showtime. Yeah. So, They went from Viceland. Yeah. Remember? They had a show on Viceland and now Showtime. Showtime. And it's like, if y'all could do it, we could do it too. Now, so. <laughs> I mean, I like to see everybody come up and do great things, but it's, it's like, especially like them, Deez Samero and 85 South Show. Two um podcast that I will really always yeah celebrate. Also, you know, shout out to two dope queens and yep. um the read horrible decisions. It's a lot of podcasts out here glowing up that are winning. Just save some room for the webs. We're gonna get that one. We'll fight our fight our way in. We need know? to do some I don't know what we need to talk about. That's what I need that's why we need help. <laughs> like what do we need to talk about? I can't be Kid Fury. <laughs> no. And then <clears throat> my wife won't let me make the jokes I want to make, like for the Deez Samero. She won't let me. You know what? Even she Deez- is my um, she's my personal problematic light. She yes. lets me know when I go too far. Even Deez Samero said that they said they don't make the jokes that they used to make. They grew, grew from that. But the first episode of the show is available to stream for free on YouTube. And I thought it was really well done. It was nice to see them start doing sketches because that's something that they fall into a lot on the podcast. So it's nice to have a visual. Um, and they had their first guest, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, the congresswoman herself. It was a little bit awkward, but this is their first episode. And it was nice to see them back in the chairs in that same format of here's the topic, here's the footage, here's the riff, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it was, it was heartwarming. It's like, yay, yay. So it was good to, to see them back in the late night spot and doing their thing. So, of course, check it out. It's on YouTube right now. Woo. Cool. So, uh, motivation for this week. <clears throat> I wrote down the topic. <clears throat> I was told my motivation was starting to get a little stale, you know, saying the same things. But so this week I wrote down the topic. My topic was it's a little long. It says you don't get to say when you've paid enough dues. So finally we know if you wanna like people are starting to grasp the idea that if you wanna accomplish anything, you gotta pay dues. You gotta be able to, you know, grind, hustle, whatever you wanna call it. But there are dues that have to be paid. There's hard work that comes with any dream. So, but what I'm encountering now is that people are saying, <laughs> okay, I got to do some work, but we want to decide when enough is enough. So my motivation this week is just tell you, you don't get to decide when enough is enough. You don't get to say, all right, I'm done. I'm good. I deserve to have this thing now. It's not up to you. You got to keep going until... It 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 just it manifests for you. It comes to fruition for you. You don't get to decide like, oh, I've been working for three years now. I decide. I think I deserve this. I, one thing I had to learn this is, you know, I had to learn this personally. You don't get to say when enough is enough. I've worked hard enough. No, it don't work like that. You never know how long you ha- gonna have to work. Like some people put in years, five, ten, fifteen years. You never know how long it's gonna take. For your dream to come true. But, you know, it'll all be worth it. That's what's up. I did say 
that the four year mark in the podcast seems to be the turning point for people. The four to five year. So I was like, Lord, Ooh, we hit one. <laughs> we got one in the bag. Let's let's see if this keeps growing exponentially every year. Um, but the, I also say that for my business as well. Business has actually been picking up. Thank thank God, like thank God, it's been picking up. And I I don't know if that's entirely due to my work and my hustle or whatever else. But for whatever reasons, people are finding me and people are seeking me out. So I'm thankful um, because that's another one of those things that I've heard again by year four profit, like complete profit. So I know there's no time limit. It's just like a hopeful by this time, hopefully. But that doesn't mean I quit. You're right. It doesn't mean you quit and it doesn't mean you just rest on your laurels at any point in time because just as fast as it came it could go so i'm with you mr good job being intentional on the motivation yeah i'm trying bring it back all right mental health moment take your sick days man i feel attacked you know what maybe you should all right take your sick days i am not blessed to have sick leave I don't. I just have leave. And I don't get very much of it. And right now my leave is lacking because I took that nice trip in January. But, you know, I accept that. At any rate, haven't planned on getting the flu. Haven't planned on getting sick. These things happen. But you know what? I set my ass down, though. Sure did. Sure did. Took my Tamiflu. Sat on the couch. <laughs> Sit down take your time off because I text I text my friends and I say you know it's it seems like people don't understand or not sympathetic to you taking a leave day like a sick day especially if you never do people are just like what you're calling it so so you'll be back tomorrow right I got the flu today no I'm probably not gonna be back tomorrow <laughs> no y'all to be glad it's a weekend so that way I can rest a little bit more Take your sick time, man. There's no replacement for you. Okay? If you get something like I got, you get the flu, and you don't take your time, you just gonna keep wearing yourself out. You're not gonna recover, and it takes longer. And, man, you gotta look out for you if nobody else is. And what really upset me was because I had not just my main 9 to 5 I had to call out from, but I had to contact my clients and reschedule my appointments. And you're talking about some of them are new or recent. And I hate doing that because I'm like, that's a bad first impression. It's like, I'm canceling our first appointment, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, bruh, if, if you've made that connection with people, if you made that bond, like you, you're being upfront and saying, look, I haven't planned on this. It was out of my hands. I'm sick. I need to reschedule my appointment and give them enough heads up. People respect that. They appreciate that. You know, people are willing to work with you. But as a business owner, you want to give so much of yourself, but you got to know, man, if I can't even talk, if I can't function, if I can't think, if I'm hurting, I can't be in the room. And I'm doing them a disservice by being there and trying to put myself through it. 
more of a disservice than if I just rescheduled our appointment or whatever it is. Take your sick days. That's what they there for. Even if it's just a mental health day. That's the kind of sickness. That's the kind of illness. It's mental illness. Like, <laughs> take your days. It'll be all right. They'll deal. They'll suck it up. And you'll be back and better. So. Yeah. I mean, I see it, Bo. I know. I see it. And I've just gotten to a point where I, like, I used to have no problem taking sick days. But, like, I found myself in a situation also because I was sick. We both were kind of sick. I think I was sick first. Yeah. And I just, I literally was in a part, in a position where I just don't have anybody else I could pass it off to. Like, you know, other, I have coworkers, but they got their own thing going on or, you know, they may not be in town. So it was literally like nobody else, nothing else I could do to pass off my duties and things that I had to do. And it was like, if I don't do it, this all could fail, crumble. So it was just like, sometimes you got to fight through it. You got to know though, is is it, you got to know yourself. Like, is it possible to, to work through it? Or is it one of those times where you just really got to go and, you know, sit it down? So I felt like I was at a point where I could actually just work through it and I did. So believe me, when I do take some time off, I take time off. I just have to make sure like, Mr. Webb does not take nearly enough, like nearly as much time as he should. I just came back from vacation. We just came back from vacation. Yeah. But how many days did you take before then? <laughs> like, you None, just don't. Man. Like, in the last year, I've probably taken, like, I mean, I have a lot of time I can take, but I really don't take that much. <clears throat> this but, is what I'm saying. But, I don't know. It's just to each day on is what I say. I will take my time. Like right now, I I would love to take a day off, but, and I'll, I just can't. And I also know me too, especially like I'm that person, like while I'm rolling, let, let's get stuff done. While I, while I got, while I'm kind of hot, you let me sit down and cool off. It's a, it's hard to get me back going. That's that Tomasic energy. Whatever. We I'm haven't, just, we haven't talked about that. The, the types of energies it's that cuppa the cuppa energy I, I guess anyway let in, me work while I'm hot in yoga they talk about different energy types and cuppa is a, a very grounded solid rock kind of energy whereas you have your vata airy energy and your pitta fire energies mm. that are very fiery or very light and Mr. Webb tends to be a very fiery, but a very set, very solid. So, like, once you get it going, you have to kind of keep it going. But once it stops, it stops. Like, it really stops. Yep. But, <clears throat> gotta work with that. Gotta know. Anyway, take care of yourself. Alright, what's up next? Roses. These are roses I condone this week. Yes, roses. I would say I, I never knew you didn't cut. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, all right, what are roses? These are segments and things. I I'm not always with the segments, but this week we're doing roses, and it's for somebody who I feel like you know we I can I can co-sign these roses. Not that I haven't co-signed all the other seeds, but uh-huh. I really like this one. And you came up with it though. I did. We were watching Mr. Webb put on the Chef's Table on the Netflix last night. And I'm not a huge fan of, like, 
the deep dive in the food shows like he is because I'm not the chef. It does it for him. It doesn't do anything for me. And I told him, I was like, there's only one episode I wanted to watch of this new one. And it happened to be the one he put on. And it, I don't want to mess up her name. Mashama, Mashama Bailey. Bailey. Mashama Bailey, who is part owner and head chef of the Gray Restaurant in Savannah, Georgia. And I really enjoyed watching her story. Um, black woman... Her family was here in Savannah, Georgia until she was 11 and then she went to New York and she talked about how much she missed it and how big of a change and a transition mm. it was going up there. And then after that, like she went to school for social work, but then mm. that wasn't her thing. And then she eventually found the culinary arts, went and studied abroad. Went to France. Yeah. Studied in France, lived there for a while came back was a personal chef for a family and her parents saw it as a step back because they're like you're a black cook for a white family what does that look like like what are you doing um and she said that's not what she wanted to be that's not where she saw herself ultimately so she started working with a chef where she could get into like fine fine dining fine dining um and an opportunity <clears throat> came up lo and behold back in savannah and the gray itself used to be a bus depot, bus station. Uh, old Greyhound bus station. So, so called the gray. Right. And this place was like, you could see the segregated waiting areas and things like that. And for her to come in as part owner, head chef, this is going to be her show. She felt like it was coming full circle for her. She was coming back to a place she considered home in Savannah and rediscovering her roots in this area. So she went out with like local, local fishermen, farmers, um, like she's picking okra, she's getting oysters, like all of these rich Southern flavors and getting back to her roots and then turning that into something new. And I just love the story and her rediscovery of herself her blackness that's how that's how it came yeah. out in the show um so i was like let me let me give some roses man shout out mashama yes because yes. she's opening <clears throat> another or she has opened isn't the gray having a spinoff restaurant or something they have like there's Is she i think different with parts there's like the gray great diner bar and they have like a little fast quick um store slash prepared food section yeah where you can just like get stuff to go but it's all still her in the gray it's all underneath the same umbrella but um i've been a fan of mashama for a while because i'm like a chef groupie and i watch a lot of cooking shows and just i have seen the story probably in some food magazine or something i read um, a while back but I just like anything that puts a light or shines a light on Georgia in general but they made Savannah look awesome there was a lot of sights and sounds in Savannah shout out to uh what is it Nairobi's, Nairobi's Grits and, and gravy. gravy like we are talking about Mashama and her restaurant the Grey but they show her like going around town and going to these other restaurants and one of them was um, Nairobi's Grits and Gravy so to shout out uh, and put some shine not just on her but she got this other smaller restaurant you know little family owned restaurant some shine too which I've eaten there and it is totally delicious 
You should absolutely go if you get a chance. And she talks about like some of the local culture, um, the little freeze cups they call them thrills. Yeah. But she was like, you know, talks about that. So it was actually a a very good episode of Chef's Table. So check it out. Shout out Mashama. Uh, I've been trying to get my wife to go to this restaurant for the last couple years. Maybe we will actually go. I'm not opposed. To the Gray next time we're in Savannah. But now that you know the backstory, you're probably more likely to go. I'm hyped. Now that you've seen the Roby's grits and gravy, I've maybe. been trying to get the no Roby's grits and gravy, but. They just happen to be closed on Sundays and Mondays. <laughs> or, I don't know. <laughs> They're one of those places that, you know, only probably open from like 8 a.m. to they have, 2. They have set hours, um, but totally, totally worth it. I got it once at a conference. I picked it up to go. Like, this is years ago in Savannah. And I've been trying to get there ever since. Ever since. So I recommend it. There you go. You got food recommendation. You got stuff to watch. Look at you guys. We hooking y'all up this week. Bah, bah, bah. Yes. Woo! Let us know though. Give us some feedback, man. What are you? Is that what you're looking for? Do you want those recommendations? What more do you want from us? Do you want some travel recommendations? Maybe I donate so we can uh actually travel more. Yo, shout out to the. the I was gonna say we got uh, some subscribers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, shout out. So you can also, um, you know, subscribe if you are willing. If you subscribe through Anchor, for only ninety nine cent a month. Ninety nine cent for only ninety nine cents for you, pennies. You can, pennies a day. You can sponsor these poor, <laughs> poor podcasters. Just we just two two people just trying to make something happen. That's all. Try to live out our dreams. Try to boost the dreams of others. Yeah, I mean, we bringing y'all with us when we go. You got some businesses you want to shout out um, before we go? Oh, yeah. So, we do want to start putting a spotlight on some businesses. Um, y'all know who we we definitely rock with Toast Studio. Um, but we want to start shouting out places that aren't like bars, restaurants. So, if you know a black dentist, doctor, somebody, just shout us. Let them know. Um, so, this week... Let me give a shout out to, I got a, in one of my new classes, I got a student who owns her own boutique. Shout out to B Boutique. Ooh. I also wanted to shout out um, Tia. What's Tia? Because I saw her services on yes. Instagram. Um, shout out to my, my homie Jimmy Howard, financial advisor Jimmy Howard. What's Tia's services on Instagram? Uh, what's, I forgot the name of it. I, I'm sorry. Uh. It's like Hazel Consulting. Okay. Yeah, Hazel Consulting. All right. Um, shout out to her. And anybody else, man, there's a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, business owners. I'm going to try to do a better job each week of, you know, shouting people out and promoting. But I'm on the lookout. Um, shout out to the GABC, um, Shagrela, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. She's a, I saw that she may be relaunching hers, like playing with Gray. So, you know, it's different people out here. I'm trying to, you know, just put a small, my small spotlight on them. And I will do a better job of that in the coming weeks. Good job. We're all, we're all working at this. We are, we want you to know, we, we don't take it for granted and we're putting the effort in. <clears throat> so where the webs one at gmail.com, hit us up, give us some feedback, um, show some support, some love, give some constructive criticism. If you want to shout out, hit us up, man. I don't care what you do. 
Um, of course, we haven't mentioned Marcy Renee Photography. She shut down all social media, but she's still out there. She's still available. Marcy Renee is not gone. Right. She's still here. Yes. So hit up Marcy Renee for your photography needs. Shout out my boy Jay Daniels. He's also doing graphic design and photography. And I'm going to keep shouting out more people as I remember them. Shout out Savvy Cube for doing my logo for Mindful Living Council. What's the name of her business? Savvy Cubed. Oh. S3. Savvy Cube. <laughs> Anything else? Nah, that's it, man. Till next week, we out.